Are you constantly obsessing over the wrong man? Well, in this video, you will discover the simple way to never obsess over a man again. And this is, of course, extremely important. So you stop giving all your power away, stop second-guessing yourself, right? Giving all your self-respect, your self-dignity away, and rather be able to continue to focus on yourself so you can attract the right man for you into your life. Now, if you want to learn how to be the most attractive woman that you can be to the right man, comment below, I am ready. I'm Antje Boyd, founder and creator of the Magnetize Your Man Method. And look, this is the channel where we magnetize your man so that the man you want, desires, and yes, pursues you forever. Now, if you like anything about my background, what I wear, what I share, do me a favor and give it a like. And also don't forget to subscribe by clicking that lovely bell. And lastly, to share it with a girlfriend or two. Now, of course, also highly recommend wait until the very end because I have a juicy bonus to share with you that may just be the game changer for you. So let's go ahead and dive right into the simple ways so you will never obsess over a man. Number four is stop future imagination. Now, after working with close to 3,000 women all over the world, what I found is that they have more of an anxious, anxious avoidant attachment style. And what goes with that is future anticipation, future imagination, fantasizing. So this is how this looks like. So a woman who's my program will go on a date and what she's going to do is going to say, oh, I really like this guy. He checks all my boxes right? He's like the religion that I like. And he has the looks that I like. And he has the financial status that I like. And then they see themselves already starting to introduce the man to the, you know, to the family and what what a trip would look like and all the things, right? So they're like so far into the future. And of course, there's this assumption that it's going to be a second date and a third date and a fourth date and so on. Now, this is, of course, a recipe for disaster because what happens is it becomes addictive, you already start obsessing because what you do is you're rehearsing a story in your head. And stories are highly hypnotic. Now, they actually go into your unconscious mind. So now your unconscious mind is starting to rehearse what it would be like to be with this man, right? Certain energies are being anchored. Certain images are being anchored inside of yourself. And it's going to be much harder to actually stop obsessing over the guy, right? Because now you're actually sort of merging with him. He's sort of anchored inside of you. And that's what I see over and over again. And that's where like a woman can't even really focus. She can't even hear anything I'm saying, anybody else is saying, because she's so obsessed, right? She's like literally her brain is overtaken by every thought that she's thinking about him and what the future could be like. So stop it. I would love to hear from you, of course. Where are you watching from? What country or state? Number three, is stop filling in the blanks. Now, we are meaning-making machines. And what happens is, like, it's really interesting because when I was dating, I would make a lot of interpretations. For example, I would go on a date 
And I would really like this guy. And I would say, you know, he is spiritual and he is this age rage and all the things. And I would say, you know, oh, oh, he flirted with me. Maybe he smiled at me, right? Oh, we had just like such a great time and he complimented me. And, you know, I think he's really attracted to me. Those are all interpretations. The reality was we spent some time together, one or two hours for a coffee date or jamba juice, or maybe we went to dinner and we had a conversation, right? He said something, I said something, and then we went home, right? So that's the reality. That's sort of the skeleton of what really happened. Everything in between is interpretation. So for example, I was seeing or talking to this guy who lived several states away from me. He lived in Chicago. And so I met him on spiritualsingles.com. Now there's like so many, my husband and I just watched a documentary about online dating. There's of course a plethora, I think it was over uh, 1,300 um, day online dating sites, right? So it's just a zoo out there. And you want to know what you're actually doing when you put yourself out there as a side note. But I was on there and I was like, you know, I was really sort of attracted to who I thought he was, which we'll dive into in a moment, right? And, um, you know, and I made all those interpretations, right? Oh, he's really attracted me and he calls me all the time and we finish each other's sentences and I think he's really attracted to me and I'm his type and all the things. So I made all this up, right? But then I was like, wait a minute. When I started to obsess over him, when I was checking my phone, like Gigi in He's Just Not That Into You. I don't know if you've ever watched that movie. I uh, highly re recommend watching it if you want to learn what an anxious attachment style looks like, right? So constantly checking my phone, um, seeing, is there like a beep, beep? Is there light going off, right? Like obsessing every single moment of every single day. I remember I would go to the gym and then I would like, wait until I opened my locker because the longer I waited, the more likely it was that there would be a response from him. I mean, just like crazy, crazy town, right? Um, but actually, what I started to uncover was when I took some notes in my calendar on, let's say, how often we talked and how long we talked. And if it was a phone conversation or if it was him, him texting me, I actually found out, wow, we had five conversations and they just spread over two or three weeks. So it felt like forever, right? And this is what happens is when the brain starts to generalize, that's one thing that the brain does, right? It's generalizing, like it feels much longer the time that you've been dating him than you have actually been dating him. And this can, of course, be completely fatal because now you're like, you see yourself already. This is the one for me. Uh, we've going, be, we're going along so great. I can't wait to meet his friends and his family and so on. So stop filling in the blanks. Number two is take him off the pedestal. Now, when you obsess over a man, what you have to do is you have to think like he is a demi-god, right? Like a semi-god. And this is interesting, even like when I talk with lots of Christians who are like, no, like, hey, there's no God next to me, right? They still put a man on a pedestal. So this is really something that the animal brain does, right? And what happens is you learned as a child that you have to put the other person first. You have to focus self to other, right? You have to send the energy away 
from you in order to get the approval that you really desire to have, right? Like that, that your parents really said, good girl, thank you very much, right? To get the attention that you want, especially if you had an emotionally unavailable man or, uh, sorry, parent, or if you had an emotional or even a narcissistic parent, right? Because you, know, you don't get any attention with a narcissistic parent unless you focus on them. You know, they will even belittle you and ridicule you when you focus on yourself. So you learn to put the parent on a pedestal. And then later on, you put the, the uh, partner, you know, the man on the pedestal. So what I always said is the soulmate is real. You want to write this down. The soulmate is real, but the pedestal you put him on is not. Because your soulmate has flaws. Your soulmate is imperfect. Your soulmate is vulnerable, right? Like he has things to work on. He has some rough edges. And honestly, it's going to be easier for you to attract your soulmate into your life when you allow him to be imperfect. Because if a man can sense that you put him on a pedestal, he will run because he knows I can only lose. At some point, I will fall off the pedestal because I'm not perfect. So you may have seen like one or two ways of being, how he showed up on a couple of dates, but you don't know anything else about him. You don't know how he shows up around his family. You don't build, you don't know what world beliefs he truly has, how he behaves in everyday life, right? You don't know, you haven't experienced him in all those different circumstances. So take him off the pedestal. Now, if you like this content, so far, then do me a favor and subscribe for more juicy future trainings coming your way. And lastly, number one, stop dating his potential. So what I see so often is that those amazing women will go on a date, and this was including me as well, right? It's like, well, he's almost perfect, you know? Um, yeah, he's not as available, right? Like he just, you know, he calls me once a week, but you know, I know, I know he's going to change. I mean, he's going to, you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, it's just, he's busy right now. Right. Um, or, you know, I see this with women all the time who date men who are like over 40. Oh yeah. Like the son, you know, once he's off to college or, oh, once they sold the house, then he's going to be able to fully focus on her. And you see, you start dating the potential. And you really lose track and sight of who is actually in front of you. Who is this guy really, right? Like you actually are no longer present with this guy in front of you, but you just like say, no, 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 he's going to be great. He's going to be awesome. He's going to turn the boat around. And this is really interesting because that was my aha moment in January of 2013 when I broke up with my old self because I realized that I was dating men's potential. Right. And I realized, wait a minute, you know, they dangle the carrot in front of my nose. You know, they say, you know, I'm going to let's go on a date and I call you and I text you and all the things. And then it didn't happen. Or it happened way later. And they would text the next day and would say, oh, you know, I forgot my phone in the car. Um, I fell asleep. Uh, I lost my phone at my friend's house. You know, my battery died. All those things. Right. So I was constantly like, oh, yeah, next time, next time the thing is going to happen. I realized, no, I'm done. Like I'm, my man knows. Right. So I broke up with my old self and I said, no, no more potential dating. Right. Like either he's in or he's out. And of course, needless to say, I attracted my husband into my life who told me the first night that we met that I'm the girl of his story 
And hello, nine we now we're like nine years later, right? Because you could say, well, I have met men who tell me that too. Yeah, but my husband actually followed up on it, right? So that's what's going to happen for you. Now, before I dive into the juicy bonus secret, comment below, what else has helped you to stop obsessing over men? I'd love to hear all the hacks that you have to share. Finally, as a bonus, thank you for staying until the very end. Start being your own best friend. So what I help women with a lot is actually gaining perspective. So when you're so caught up in obsessing over a man, you have no more perspective. You are completely taken over. You don't even know what's left, what's right. So you want to be able to step outside of yourself and actually say, okay, so my best girlfriend would come to me and would say, you know what, look, I'm like obsessing over this guy. Um, he's not even giving me the time of day. I mean, he's like showing up here or there, but it's pretty inconsistent. Um, but, you know, I just, he's so great. I can't stop thinking about him. I can't stop dreaming about him. I can't, uh, you know, I, I, I can't eat, you know, all the things. What would you tell your best friend? And also the same is true before you put a man on the pedestal. When you're your own best friend, nobody outside of yourself is the source of your happiness, right? Because when you're your own best friend, you are the source of your own happiness. Now, how you can practice that, and I did that 13 years ago and I was dating this guy, sorry, 12 years ago, 2010, um, was I said, you know what? Like I have this amazing experience with this man, right? Like we're going sailing. I feel connected. I feel uh, excited. And I said, okay, how can I actually uh, create this by myself when I'm not dating him? So this is like a thing for you to do when you go on a date and you like the guy and you feel like, wow, he's really unlocking me feeling excited or me feeling in love with myself or with life, right? Like how can I create this by myself immediately afterwards? So don't wait. Do it immediately afterwards. Don't wait until life hands you the lemon. Now, if you want to apply for a free one-on-one -on -one magnetized human clarity session with me or an expert love coach from my team, then hop on over to mymcall.com or click the link also in the description. And if you haven't done so already, watch next. When a man deeply loves you, he will start saying these five things. Lots of love to you, ladies. And I will talk to you in the next video. Bye-bye.